Yeah. You ready for the going. podcast? I'm, I, I have a list. Look at this. I wrote down a whole page of stuff for our... For our... For what? For our, our list of, for beginners or getting back into it. Well, I guess before we get started, I'm not sure my list is going to make sense going backwards. Why not? I curated my list so that it makes sense going backwards. So the least important is number 10. That's what you said. I realized that. What's the the holdup here? I just don't think it makes sense going backwards. Well, then let's go forwards. Couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) Well, you didn't say it, so there's that. I said it. I feel like I need to go put shades on, get get a Hawaiian shirt. I need to feel like I'm in the inn. These kids are creepy. They're literally standing on the other side of the glass, <laughs> just staring. I look, they... <laughs> I mean, they don't even understand. We're worldwide. Literally worldwide. worldwide. Like, people are listening to us across the world. All across the world. It's kind of like you're halfway across the world, Brad. Pretty sure I am halfway across the world from you. I don't know if you're quite halfway, but pretty close, I'm sure. Pretty dang close. Yeah. Let's see. 58 total listens, Jeremy. For season three or episode four? No. Total. All of our shit. That's it? Yeah. Is that just on podcast? I don't think just that's the podcast, medium. Yeah. I don't think that's the medium most people choose. I think most people are watching us on the YouTube. They get to see our faces, our big movements. Somebody's downloading us in Hawaii. No way! <laughs> you're, you're, you better be shitting me right now. Hawaii? <laughs> Yeah, I wonder who it is. Uh, who knows, man? Crazy town. Crazy things, Hawaii. Probably because I'm run- here. How's the running out there, Bradford? Uh, uh, why isn't it showing up here? What? What? What, what are you missing? We've got Belgium, Brussels. Where's that? That's in Europe. <laughs> what else do you want to know? Oh, Germany. Germany! Deutschland. We've got people in Germany? Dang. Germany, Dang. Belgium, and the UK. Dang. Pretty Dang, legit, Jeremy. Just wait till we get to Asia. And Africa and Australia. Australia is going to be like the big one, I think. I think we're just going to blow up over there. Like as soon as one person finds out, pretty much all of them. They really resonate with us. Yeah, especially with your Hawaiian shirt and like, you know, you're close. You're close. You're pretty close. How far away from Australia are you right now, Brad? Probably halfway. (laughs) Yes, look, you're close. All right, Jeremy, you ready? 
I'm, I've been ready. I was born ready, as they say. Got That's spectators good. over here. <laughs> Fans. Jesus. Your kids are just as relentless as mine is. They're literally out here just standing, <laughs> staring, and watching. <laughs> Tell me, like, there's... You, we're in, YouTube. like, a tropical paradise. We're a hundred yards from the beach and they're staring in the gra- standing in the grass staring up at the balcony watching me the back of my head they love their dad you're their hero same to you Jeremy I'm that your I'm hero their, that I'm their hero or I'm your, I'm your hero uh, no yeah I don't think I have any to be honest I don't think I have any heroes maybe my mom about it I know otherwise I know your mom's up there and then it's me he might be like 40th 50th no I know yep. better Jeremy nope I know better no, you, you know better what you know better <laughs> what enough of the shenanigans time to kick this off Jeremy Hey, Jeremy. Hey, Bradford. Is this going to be a shenanigan-free episode? It's the Brigadie Bro Bobs. So, obviously not. Nope. Oh, jeez. I think our intros are regressed. (laughs) I don't disagree. Like, how can, like, I don't, like... Do we have to do it like the same way all the time? I think it's fine. This is like natural. We acknowledge that we're on our podcast. We say hi to the folks. Hi, folks. And then we just kind of get on with getting on. Okay. Subscribe to Clover and Co. (laughs) He came storming down the stairs naked as the day he was born. Just to tell us that. Jeremy, how's your training going? Well, Brad, I'm glad you asked, my dude. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Look, if you would have asked me yesterday morning before I went out for my run, I would have said it's going really well. Um, Started feeling really good. Our runs have been nice and, like, feeling easy. You know, I felt like I was starting to come into form. You know how we talked about how, like, when you have some good runs, you you feel like you're looking leaner? That was going on. That was going on big time. I was like looking at myself. I was like, ooh. And then uh, yesterday during my run, I got in six miles, two warm up, and then I did a two threshold mile. Um, And at the end of that threshold mile, uh, I kind of, I stopped um, to gather myself and my Achilles flared up. So um, I limped back home for two miles or back to my car, that is. And uh, now I feel defeated. So um, I took Elliot to a movie. And ate a whole bunch of candy and soda. And then we stopped at the dollar store and I got a whole bunch of candy and a soda. <laughs> Pretty much, I've been subsisting on that um, for the better All part of All of your uh, gains have been, run out, have been run out the window with <laughs> junk food. Dude, I, I, I got feel defeated because of my Achilles. Who knows? Like, maybe I'll be able to go out tomorrow, but the chances of me being able to go out and do anything of substance for the next. I don't know, week to two weeks is probably out the window. So I feel bad, sorry for myself. And I know I shouldn't regress 
and I should push forward and I should do the stuff that I'm supposed to do and go and lift the weights and go and hit the bike and do all that stuff. But it's just kind of a bummer. So, you know, I know my, I even a day and a half of really poor eating and not running, isn't going to get me unfit from where I am, but it just feels like it's a slippery slope. And once you hit that, that, that slide, it's really easy to continue that slide. Um, so I'm going to have to really give myself a nice pep talk myself right so you give runners advice all the time what advice would you be giving them it should take a couple of days to rest and you know do the stuff you're supposed to do like stretching and foam rolling and hydrating and uh don't really change anything else outside of that go go do some cross training and and you know come back just as fit as you were so our end, our end goal essentially is 11 months away and you're concerned about like this week of training as like the make or break yeah but that's preposterous. but brad it's it's uh it's easy to feel sorry for yourself right like one bad run or one achilles tendon flare up it's easy to kind of again feel sorry for yourself so jeremy sorry for jeremy and i did just talk about myself in the third person so there's that. But like I got in, so I know you, you counted as cheating, but with yesterday's run, I was at 30, 31 miles for the seven-day stretch to that day. So it was a, it was a good stretch. I was trying to front load it because I'm going away on vacation on Saturday. You're going to be able to run while you're on vacation? I hope so. Um, I mean, if I do, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to – even so, next week was supposed to be a down week for me anyway. So if I do, it's going to be super, super slow and three miles, like nothing crazy. Um, yeah. Nothing crazy. What about you, Brad? How's, how's running going where you are? Ooh. Yeah, so we left last Friday. So I took Friday off. And then uh, we got here. Then like Friday afternoon, we left Friday morning, got here Friday afternoon. I took that entire time off. I knew I would be pretty beat up just from traveling and then uh get up first thing the morning saturday and here and i went on a trail run uh so we did a trail run we did i think it was like two and a half miles up and 16 1700 feet of climbing on the way up we took some pictures up at the top and then i think that run down the the mountain probably hurt me more than the run up why is that uh, just the eccentric load of running downhill eccentric lo- that's right Brad, you uh, and so i think that beat me up more than i gave it credit for we went on another hike that afternoon uh that was friday saturday we run in the morning we went for a big hike in the afternoon it's like every day we've been running in the morning, doing a hike in the afternoon, and I don't think that I've give, taken enough time that the hikes have been like more than just like walking around a mall. Yeah. We've been hiking up mountains, and uh, we did a hike the other day. It was, it was after a run we ran in the morning, and then we, we went on this hike. In the first half mile, we had done 750 feet. Jesus Christ. That's crazy. 
So, and then finished the hike, hike the uh, entire two miles, I think was 1,700 feet of climbing. Uh, and it was, uh, and it's all after running. So I think, I think if you put it all together, I've probably put in a lot, given where my fitness is too much training for the amount of fitness that I have. Uh, and yesterday just the wheels came off Kieran and I tried to run in the morning. I got through three miles and my leg was hurting, uh, been having some sciatica issues and, uh, felt, uh, it was the first time that I looked at myself realistically and just said, a day off isn't going to hurt. Like, uh, it's really no big deal. Just take the time off, recover. There's other things that you can do. And a, a day off here is going to, whether it's a day off or three days off is better now than, you know, like when you're actually trying to, to train for a marathon, three days off, you know, as you're building mileage at that point is, is a little tougher pill to swallow. Yeah, for sure. So what are you doing to help with your sciatica, Bradford? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Nothing sitting down? I honestly just can't get even comfortable right now. So having a hard time sleeping, having a hard time just walking around anytime that I'm standing for more than 15 minutes. I've been able to run through the mornings, but then if I stand for 15 minutes after, like uh, it's just crippling on my leg for whatever reason. Uh, so trying to stretch doesn't really seem to help, but, uh, I don't know. Go see a doctor when I'm home, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, age sucks. Getting older sucks, Brad. That's why people who are 90 stop going for world records, man. <laughs> <laughs> it just breaks down so much. Everything yeah. does. Yeah. Uh, I read a, an article, this is completely unrelated, but somewhat related. And so for every decade of your life, uh, like if you were just breaking it down between lifting weights and like building muscle and mobility every decade of your life, it, uh, so if you're 20 years old, 20% uh, of your time on mobility, 80% on building strength. And then as you hit 40, then it's the inverse of that. So it's 40% uh, of your time building uh, strength, 60% mobility. All so, right. in the, you know, like if you're 80, it's 80% mobility, 20% strength. Because after 40, the ability to put on muscle becomes like, you know, like you don't see 80-year-olds putting on significant amounts of muscle. It's maintaining your muscle mass at that point and then working on mobility. Well, have you heard, you've heard the terminology like old man strength. They don't have to get any stronger. They've already got it. <laughs> I just need to make sure they can use it. Fair. <laughs> I make good points, Brad. All no, day, every that's, day. A, that's a terrible point. For... <laughs> Look, I'm being thoughtful for those old people who have the good strength. Who do you know that's old that's strong? I don't know. Brad. It's like 40 and 50 year olds. You don't ever say like a 90 year old man. That guy's got to, like, that's old man strength right there. I, look, Katie's grandfather could probably lift up a car. I don't know. Like he's 95 ish, something like that. I know. And he can lift a car. Apparently he's got the old man strength. <laughs> it's incredible. 
Like I see him when we, you know, I see him when he's vacuuming under his couch. He just lifts it up one handed the couch and just vacuums under it, puts it back down. Is it cardboard boxes with pillows? <laughs> no, regular couch, big one though. What? Not even sectional. It's like a sleeper couch. So you know how heavy those guys are. Get out of here. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the one example that I've got. That's all I need to go on. Yeah. Well, bring him on the podcast next week. <laughs> I don't know that he would. He would call us weaklings. And that, that would be oh, We don't really have much to go on as we're both down and out right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. You seem to be able to run a little bit, though. I've, I was bit. able to walk for like five minutes today with just the smallest of of uh limps so that was good like yesterday i was limping like this oh oh <laughs> and today i was more like oh. <laughs> oh. hear me you're catering to our youtube cast it's no wonder we're having a hard time getting garnering subscribers <laughs> you're right i mean it's so hard because i can see myself and i can see you but like, so for the listeners out there who listen to the podcast, I was using my hand to walk. And I was, I with was, a severe limp? <laughs> yeah, with a severe limp. So just picture that. My hand's walking across the table with a limp. Mentally <laughs> picture that. Yeah. Mental pictures for the, for the podcasters. <laughs> so we went over this a little bit earlier. But I thought it'd be a good idea. We'll probably need to break this up into two episodes. But uh, giving giving new runners or somebody like the exact scenario that we're in, uh, two old like uh, middle aged turns looking to come back and uh, and start running from nothing. Like the top ten pieces of advice we would give people. Uh, we've each got our own list. We'll compare as we go along. Uh, what do you got for number one? Like, what's your top tip for somebody brand new to running, couch to getting into shape, or uh, or like coming back? What's what's your number one tip? So number one. So first, I want to start off by saying I curated my list to go from top from bottom to top. As Bradford said, where did said, you we gonna... curate list from? I asked you to come up with a curating. I curated like my your... own ideas. You're like and I running put them in books. order. And in order, and I even have references to, to like numbers that are going to be talked about in the, in, the, in the future. So now all my list is all wonky and upside down. You changed the assignment, Brad. You changed yeah. the assignment. I but did. anyway, number one, first things first, just start. That was it. Just make start. A, make the decision to go out and run. doesn't matter. Like, get out the door. Um, it could be going out and running for 30 seconds and walking for five minutes, as long as you're going out and actually moving. Like the first thing to do to actually get running is to start. If you don't start, obviously you didn't start. <laughs> so there's no point, point in, in saying you're going to start running. It's just like anything you say, you're going to, if you say you're going to do something, the first step in that is actually getting it done or starting it. Right. So the literal and proverbial first step, the first step, my dude. Um, so just get out there, get out the door and just start. Don't be embarrassed. Don't think people are going to judge you. And if they are, who, who cares? Like 
eventually you're going to get to a point where you feel good about yourself. Um, if you don't right now, I mean, it can change. So that's my number one, Brad, is just like get out there and get it started. Hmm. What about you, Brad? I don't, I'm thinking now maybe that's a better number one than what I put. I'll be honest. <laughs> I thought there's zero chance you were going to beat my my top ten list here. But I think you will we'll discuss after my number one. My number one I have is just have fun. So make sure, like, I think this is applicable as you go through each of these points. That uh, if it's not fun, like, what the hell are you doing? Like, the the percentage of people that are doing this to compete at a super high level is so small that you're gonna you're gonna maximize what is your best potential by just having fun. So make sure that your training is fun, that you're enjoying it on a daily basis. Like, give yourself the flexibility and the uh, the latitude that if you're running with your phone, you can stop and take a picture and you, you don't have to say, well, like, I can't stop and enjoy, like, what's around me or what I'm looking at if I'm on vacation or wherever I'm at. I can't do it because it's going to ruin my workout. Like, I've just got to keep my head down and get through this. And uh, and then, you know, like, with that, and it, I think I just referenced this, but in everything else you do, whether it's uh, runs or anything else, like, make sure that that you're coming back to like refer back to number one so that you're having fun i i think that i don't know brad you might have me beat on that one because you're right if you're not going to have fun you're not going to continue to do it it's just going to become a grind and then it's going to be like it's going to be work and who wants to go and do two jobs right like it's just well, it's, this is supposed to be some level of like stress relief this is supposed yeah. to be you know, like anything that you're doing to your point of just getting out the door, anything that you're doing is benefiting you from a health perspective. Yeah. I don't know. I think like you're you know, just have fun. And I, you know, I think anybody, everybody who's in running can like find no fault in that. Like people have to take a step back and, and even if you're at an elite level, just go have fun. Even if that means, you know, going like, well, that's getting later down my list. So anyway. Um, yeah. All right. So I'll do number two. We'll, we'll flip flop back and forth here. So I'll give you my number two. Okay. Uh, number two, don't be afraid to walk. So with that, you know, like when you're coming back, it's unreasonable. Think you can just go out and run an hour straight, you know, like I'm sure there's somebody out there can do it, but the majority of people in particular, if you have no fitness background to come into, or you're coming from two years off, like we've essentially done. Like, it's just unreasonable to think that every run is going to be perfect. Give you, like, walk before you're tired. So don't wait until the moment, like you say, like, I just can't go anymore. I'm going to give myself a walk break. Like, take the walk break before you're actually tired. And, uh, and again, referring back to, like, my point of having fun, at some point, like, you know, like, I think you and I have probably been through this exact scenario as we've been coming back. You're running, you're running, you're running. And at some point you're like, well, this interval just sucks. Like this interval fucking sucks. It, like I'm starting to get gassed. I can't wait to get to this next walk break. And we're usually yep. pretty stringent with ourselves. Like there's your body really is not going to know the difference between four and a half minutes and five minutes. You know, your body doesn't have an internal, an internal timer to say, well, if he doesn't get to five minutes, we're not getting the same benefit as four and a half minutes. 
So once the run starts not being fun, just take your walk break. So, and if you think it's going to be fun to start running again, start running again. Like, you know, like I think there's some, uh, in particular with serious runners, there's like some shaming of, of walking. Oh yeah. I had so, a, a colleague of mine. She saw me when I was, you know, going out for a run. Um, she saw me and I went out into the neighborhood and I was just running and I was like, let's want to walk for a second. So I started walking and she saw me. She's like, what are you doing walking? You should be walking. And I was like, and then I felt, you know, bad. So then I started running again and, you know, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, like your, your heart rate takes some period of time to go down. So you're still getting a benefit as you're walking and recovering. You're building just time on your feet, which is super important. If you have bigger goals other than a 5k, even if it is a 5k. And then the ultimate goal of, of that is uh, you walk enough that you can come back tomorrow without being crippled. Yeah, I think that's, that's good advice. I kind of lumped that in with me as far as like, well, it's different though. Like if you have to walk, like if you run 30 seconds and have to walk for two minutes, I mean, it's the same thing, right? Like give yourself some, like some grace, like just say, okay. And it's okay. Just, even if you don't want to run anymore for five minutes, just go walk. Just yeah. walk. That was where, that was where like my whole stopping of the watch thing came in because I felt people would be like, Oh, look, your, your time, you know, was not as fast as it should be. I'm like, so it stopped my watch. Now I, I don't do that anymore, Brad. So thank you. Yeah. You changed, you so, changed me. What's you, what's your number two, Jeremy? All right. So my number two is very practical is to get an actual pair of running shoes. Whatever that may mean. It doesn't have to be the $200, $250, $270, like super shoes, but go get a pair of shoes that is meant to be run in. And the reason I say that is because if you go out and you run and you get into a rhythm and a, a routine, but you're not in appropriate footwear, the chances of you getting injured are, are higher. And if you get injured, then you're going to be defeated and you can't run anymore. And then that kind of like takes you back, especially if you're just getting back into it. So Go out, get yourself a pair of shoes. Even if it's like, like you can find good running shoes at the $70 price point, right? Yeah. They're designed for running. That's all you need to do is get some shoes that are designed for running and that feel good. It doesn't matter the manufacturer. It doesn't matter the brand. It doesn't matter any of that stuff that feel good in your budget. So that way, you know, you're in the appropriate footwear. Now, Katie was like, well, what about the appropriate, you know, clothing? For the longest time, when I started running, I was running in cotton shirts and shorts, like basketball shorts. Yeah, yeah. it's fine. It, that doesn't matter. That's not going to hinder your ability. Alexa, stop. <laughs> That's not going to stop you from being able to go out for a run, but being injured will, and that comes from not having the appropriate footwear, especially when you start getting up a little bit more in mileage and doing it a little bit more frequently. So that was my number two. Get some good footwear. I, Get I, out the door. And even if it takes you a month to get out the door and get your first pair of shoes, that's okay. But once you start getting more like consistent with it, having the appropriate footwear is pretty important stuff. So. All right. I, I, so I have that on my list. We'll get to your three here in a sec. Uh, I've got, I mean, I, I, I gave you props on number one. I think number two, you're just completely wrong. So. What? <laughs> I think it's right. I think it's I think it's super important. I've got that way down on my list. Uh, And so I'll just add a caveat onto yours is 
I would say go get actually fitted for a pair of shoes. Yeah. So, you know, like if you pronate, you know, like there's no point in buying a super soft pair of shoes. If you've got like some serious pronation issues, you could have, uh, you know, like Achilles issues, you could have arch issues. Like there's so many things that can be diagnosed through a good and proper shoe fitting by somebody that knows what they're doing that to just go into a Dick's Sporting Goods buy something that looks cool and put them on your feet is probably is but significantly less beneficial than just having running shoes. I, I don't disagree with you that you should definitely get fit, but there is that hurdle to cross with people going into a running shop who are brand new or don't feel good about themselves as a runner. Like I say get over it because the people who are in running shops want to help you run regardless of what you think they think. Um, but it's it, that's a big hurdle. So I, I at least get shoes designed for running. Ideally, get them fit for you. And just because you're a pronator doesn't mean you can't have soft shoes. They can still feel soft. Yeah, I'm. I'm just saying, like, you know, like there's a real value to having shoes that are fit to like whatever issues you're dealing with. Oh, I know. I'm. I'm well versed, but I'm like starting at this at the bare minimum. Get a pair of shoes. Good so, point. Although, although, all right, down on your list, I still think it's important. Well, That's listen, we're tag teaming, we're bebopping, you know, like this is we a, are. This are is we a bebop rock steady. Are you are you rock steady in my bebop? Good lord, it is blowing like a son of a gun here, Jeremy. Well, Ooh. Brad, that's why it's called the Windy City. <laughs> oh, no. uh, okay, what's your number three, Jeremy? Uh, it really goes in with yours. It, it, it kind of piggybacks off yours. Mine is go slow, both with pace and working up in mileage, right? So uh, you have time to achieve your goals. It doesn't have to happen all at all right now. So, you know, starting off on every run a little slower, even if you're like more proficient runner, a little slower than you think you have to is never going to be a bad thing. Now I had coaches who would like get pissed if you went out too slow for your first rep. Oh, we're going to do it all over again. Like who cares? Like the ultimate goal is to be able to finish the workout at the prescribed pace. If you go out, blow the doors off on the first rep or the first mile or the first half mile, and you can't finish it up, where's the benefit, right? And also, and ramping up mileage. I think I, in particular, I'm not going to speak for you, but I know that I get my myself a little worked up when I say, oh, I can, you know, I need to get to 30 miles this week because that's what it says I need to get to. And probably my body wasn't ready. I think part of my Achilles tendon issue is because I ramped up too much. I was on pace for, like, I had 16 miles in three days. Like I was, and that's not including my long run. Like I was going to be at 35 miles and that's probably too much. So, well, you know, so my like bar none, the best running coach in the country, I believe is Mike Smith from Northern Arizona university. Yeah. And he consistently tells all his guys like today's not a killer workout. Like maybe once a year, we're going to have a workout. That's like their come to Jesus workouts. Yeah. He said every day what we're trying to do is get like 80% of the of what we could be getting out of everything so that we were coming back tomorrow. So at 80%, we're never like like topping ourselves out and it gives us an opportunity to come back feeling pretty good tomorrow. Uh and so we're trying to reap the most benefit with the least amount of work every single day here. And to him, it's that 80% number. Get 80% out of today and we're getting that like we're getting the biggest benefit 
for the least amount of impact on our bodies. Yeah. I mean, it makes complete sense. That's genius. Genius, Brad. I know you didn't say it, but still, I mean, super viable. Like, you can't give 100% every day. It's just not even, like, physiologically possible. Right. So, right. yeah, like, leave, leave your workout. Like, yes, you should be tired, but you shouldn't feel like you are completely 100% spent. Like, if you can't even yeah. do your cool down after a workout, like, what did you do? Right? Something's gone wrong. Yeah. yeah. It's a little yeah. off. So, so what's your number three, Bradford? Yeah. Time off. Take, take time off uh, when and as often as you need it. So, you know, like if you feel guilty on a, taking a day off, I'm as guilty of this as, as anybody that you say, like, well, I'm not gaining anything. I've got like, I'm going to lose the momentum that I have. There's other things that you're, you can be doing. And just instead of prioritizing your run on those specific days, prioritize your recovery. So make sure, you know, like the things that you hit on before, make sure that you're hydrating, make sure that you're stretching, make sure, you know, like if you've been prescribed something to like treat Achilles tendonitis, ice rest, uh, et cetera, make sure that you're actually doing those things with the same emphasis that you would put into your running on a daily basis. Yeah. Good. Good job, Brad. Take days so, off. I remember watching one of your videos for your lead up to your sub three hour marathon. And one of them was you went out for like 0.13 miles. <laughs> and he just stopped and he called it a day because you just, I, I don't know what, what it was about that day. I know you probably said something, but yeah, like you might get out the door and it just isn't there. And it's okay to just say, hey, I'm a minute in and that's all I'm going to run today is a minute. And I'm going to take the rest of the day off. Well, you can just revert all the way back up to my number one. Like, if it's not fun. Oh, yeah. Like, what are you doing? Just end it. That's exactly right. If it's not fun, just stop. I, I think I would take your number one and put it at my number two. And then my number two is no longer – like, it, I, I can scooch it down. So I think that you're – that you are, like, on on the path maybe a little bit more so than I am. Of course I am. I mean – that's not even surprising, Jeremy. I mean, it is, <laughs> Brad. Quite surprising. <laughs> all right. My number four here is do all of the small things. So, oh, Brad. Know, like... I think we might be pretty close. Oh, no. We're a little I, – I, that's my number. That's, that's a little further down. So do all the small things. Make sure that you're hydrating. Like this to me is number one. You, I think you can get away with not having like an amazing mobility routine, you know, like, but do focus on some level of like the most sim simplistic stretches from making sure that your calves are stretched on a daily basis, your hamstrings, your quads, you know, like look up on YouTube, some hip mobility, yeah. uh, you know, like, but to me, the biggest thing candidly is like, if you're going to spend, if you're going to invest time into running, Invest time into like finding a way to make yourself better outside of running. So, and for me, it's always hydration. Like I, I don't ever think about drinking enough. And in summer months, you go out. Even in the winter, I think the majority of people are probably chronically dehydrated. So, you know, like focus. Take one one piece of that, become a master at it, and then figure out the next piece. So yeah. if you can start drinking, you know, like 
enough water to dilute yourself every single day and, and that becomes a habit, then great. Now start incorporating a mobility routine. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's good because I think a lot of people think that they have every, all the changes have to happen immediately. I have to start running and I have to start eating and I have to start stretching and I have to start doing this and I have to start doing that. And it becomes overwhelming and you don't have, you find that you don't have time. And that leads into my number four, which is don't get discouraged. So All right. I like that. Don't get discouraged. Like running is hard. Like many people look at running from their past as like some form of punishment, something that they were obligated to do if they got in trouble, right? You miss hit or you miss hit a, a, a soccer ball or a golf ball, or I don't know how much running goes into golf, honestly. So I don't know that one. But yeah, like you do something wrong, like in, in your field, in your sport, and you're like, okay, go run three laps or go run a lap or whatever it may be. And you, and you take that with you and it becomes punishment and that's not ideal. But running, like you said, have fun, but that doesn't mean that running isn't going to be hard sometimes too, right? And, and don't get discouraged well, if it's hard. Well, I think, you know, like the misconception is, is that you can never train super hard. At some point as your fitness journey progresses, running super hard is super fun because you're doing like you're reaching, you're crossing these thresholds that you've never done before. And you just say, well, listen, like, this is what I want to do. You know, like, I don't know many people that have ever run a marathon and said that was easy, but everybody finishes and feels super accomplished. Like there are, there's a part of everything in life that is super hard, but is super fun because it's super rewarding. So it's and just every single day can't be that. No. And I forgot what I was going to say. Um, like, just remember what, why you're doing it, right? Like, ultimately, you're doing it for yourself. Right, Katie? Right. Show up for yourself. Show up for yourself, right? Whatever that may mean. So show up. Katie, G- Katie gave me that one. That was my wife. Um, I could see that. I could see that as, like, those cheesy middle school and high school running shirts. And, like, if you're not the leader of the well, she's the a- She's a cross country coach and she comes up with all these cheesy cross country shirts all the time anyway. So like, that's why, that's where that came from. I'm sure. I, but I want to see it like from, uh, from parks and rec instead of treat yourself, show up for yourself. <laughs> show up for yourself. Go get those shoes. Treat yourself. <laughs> Katie just flipped me off. Uh, but like, don't get, again, don't get discouraged. Um, you're going to have days where again, it doesn't, it doesn't work out. It does it. It just isn't there, but um, remember to have fun, right, Brad? Tomorrow's just as important today as today. Yeah. Uh, take me a second to figure that one out. Uh, Katie said if that wasn't cheesy, I don't know what was. Because um, that's pretty cheesy, Bradford. That's not speaking cliches any longer. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> no more cliches. So what's your number five? Oh. All right. My number five. And you're probably going to say, this is stupid, is find like-minded people. So that's, okay. the, that's the find a buddy, find a, a group, find a something or other that, like, will keep it fun, right? Like that you – and it also holds you accountable. And, it, you know, it, it, if you have somebody it's there to talk bro bobs, Jeremy. It is the Brigitte bro, bro bobs. That's us. Um, if you have somebody there – you're going to have fun with them. Like you can talk or you can suffer together and know that you're not the only one out there doing it. It's like that team mentality. I know some people have never been on a team before. Right. Um, but when you find that it doesn't have to be a, a, like a, 
a team per se, but like when you find that person who you're willing to work for and work with, like that helps out a lot. Kind of like our journey together, Bradford, like our 5k, 10k, half marathon, marathon, 50 miler, 100 miler thing that we're going to do. Um, like we're a team in doing this, you know, sometimes look, we beat each other up about, Oh, I'm going to beat you at this race. I'm going to get the, the pink Jersey, all this stuff. And you probably will. But we're in it and rooting for each other. I want you to run well just as much as I want myself to run well. And that's kind of what you get, that camaraderie with the, with the group. So I would further expand on that. So not everybody can find somebody to run with. But find people that support you on your journey. So and that yeah. can be, you know, like people at home. That can be, you know, like your, your parents. Whoever it is, find people that are rooting for you on your journey, supporting you and saying, yeah, like, you should do this. Yeah, but I think that you can find somebody. Like, you just have to be willing to, like, put yourself out there. I think, like you said, it's hard. When we last talked about running with a group, it's hard to go out and, especially if you are new to it or you've been out of it for a long time, like, to go and feel like you fit in. But, you know, ultimately, finding that person or people who you can go and run with, it can be done. You know, you just have to do a little work to get there, perhaps. So don't let that what, – what, what is going on over there? I see, like, stuff. There's – the winds are outrageous here. Now Kira's taking the awning off because it's blowing all over the place. It feels nice out here. Kira's going to be our first uh, – Get out of here. She's going to be our first guest. I think she's yeah. trying – she's auditioning. <laughs> These kids are maniacs. Yeah. So I think that's my, that's where am I? Did I say everything I wanted to say on that? Yeah, accountability, camaraderie. Don't worry, Kira. I'm not filming. Not at all. So what's your number five, Bradford? Number. I don't know how you put up with this. I've had this for 30 seconds. I'm ready to throw my See, now I've got one, too. Want this? No. She says, my number five is you don't need fancy workouts. When you're coming back or starting out, you just need to know that every day you're gaining something by doing it. Okay. So you don't need like this over elaborate plan, like just keep the consistency of keep getting out there every single day is enough. Like, and just progress down that road. And then I'm really, you're going to have days that you go out there and you feel really good. And you're probably getting a workout without even knowing it. And some days you're not going to feel good. And you're going to take, take it easy on that day. And you're actually gaining a huge benefit from that. Like just keep showing up for some period of time. You don't need like a coach to 5K plan. Walk when you need to walk. Run when you, need, when you want to run. And uh, that's it. There doesn't need to be anything elaborate about what you're doing on a daily basis. No, but I would, I would say that having a plan does help though. Right. So especially if you are new to the sport, yes, going out and running is ideal. But if you have like, OK, I need I know that, you know, going out and running hard intervals and learning the, you know, the ins and outs of the sport that you're participating in, like it is beneficial and workouts are beneficial. So you don't have to have it, but having it isn't a detriment either. Right. Like just don't feel like like you're beholden to it for the entire like the entire time. Like it's it's super structured and rigid and you can't, it can't be more fluid. It can be, but also having it there can help steer you toward the goals that you set for yourself. 
if that makes sense. Fair points, Jeremy. Thanks, man. I'm thoughtful sometimes. So are we this gonna was do a our... banger, and my drip, my drip is banging today. So your drip is banging? What does that have to do with what we were yeah, just look talking about? That was, that was such an offshoot. That was like complete, like over here to the over there. No, but I'll be honest. I'm on vacation, and I don't want to spend my vacation talking to you for the whole time. So I was trying well, to no. wrap this relatively quick. I was going to say, like, that's our five, right? Then we want to kind of cut it. That's our top five. five. So we can that's come it. back next time and cut, talk about our, our next five. Six through ten. That would be the next five. That's good math. Quick math. That's right. Um, All right, bud. Yeah. All right, bud. Well, hey, Jeremy. listen. Bradford. Hey. hey. No, you listen. You have fun out there, Jeremy. You have fun out there, Bradford. Can't recover to get better, you bum. <laughs> hey, guess what, Bradford? Love you. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> See you, <ya>, sweetums. <laughs> Later, honey bunches of oats.